0: Hello, my name is Paul, and welcome to the Stormkeep. I'm joined today by my co-Storm hosts.
1: Hey, uh, podcast Podcaster, is that what we're calling ourselves
0: again?
2: Uh, yeah, sure. Here, uh, Night Podcaster MJ here.
0: Right on. Uh, so this is Lords of the Storm. This is a new series, uh, kind of a new series. It's just Furthering one of the videos we made before, which was our list building video, we decided to turn that into a full series. We decided to name it after the Lords of the Storm, which are uh, the high command of of every Storm host. Well, in particular, every strike chamber. So this is our first recurring series. We're hoping to have, uh, we've got some other ideas in the works. And moving forward, all the list building videos that we do, we're going to be under this banner, Lords of the Storm. So it'll be easier for people to find. In the future, we're hoping to bring in some special guests to talk about their lists. Uh, in this this list in particular, uh, we asked our community to submit, and we got some pretty crazy stuff. <laughs> we had over 30 lists submitted, and three were chosen by our viewers to be featured in this video. Uh, we're hoping that the next time we do one of these, it'll be a little bit spicier. This is kind of still a little simplistic in terms of list building. Uh, this is, you know make whatever you want there's no restrictions whatsoever some people made really crazy stuff some people made really powerful stuff some people made something in the middle we're hoping next time we add some more restrictions like maybe uh you're not allowed to use thunderstrike models or maybe you have to include at least one dragon you know something like that so we're gonna we're gonna spice it up in the future so let's jump into it uh jj this first list is yours you called it the missile shield
1: we're starting out with me eh? okay um <laughs> This is a lot of fun I had discussing with Paul. I don't know. It was a fun idea that I discussed with Paul uh, one day um, after making it. But uh, we're doing a Knight's Excelsior build, and you know it doesn't look too appealing, but it's all around the formation here. Uh, In terms of battle line, you got your fifteen protectors, fifteen judicators, and just a squad of liberators to run things out. Um, Or sorry. Uh, you got Three Skies Liberators, I should say. Uh, just as greens. Your hero, um, or heroes, really whatever you want, but for this iteration I just picked uh, Lord Relictor and Knight Encantor times two. Uh, but yeah, Paul, do you want to switch the slide to the next yeah, one?
0: Yeah, we have visual aids for this list.
2: <laughs>
1: so... <laughs> This is why it's called the missile shield. The idea is that um, now in this picture, just proxy pro- uh, Vindictors for pro- uh, protectors here, but you just kind of want to move your protectors up with uh, crossbows surrounding them. It, the idea is if you take the, uh, the 15 Judicators, they're still going to be in cohesion in that ring. Or if you squad them in three separate squads, I mean, you can't really break cohesion at that point. You just have to keep within one inch of uh, each model, right? Um, yeah.
0: yeah, as soon as yeah you the, with, with 15, as soon as you lose one, you start uh, losing models to cohesion. But you, if you lose one, you're probably going to lose all of them. You're going to get hit by something that's going to probably take them all out.
1: Which is fine, because that's why you have your protectors there. Yes. So
0: yeah. let's, let's, run, let's run through your enhancements here um, and the stats. So... You've gone with more drops on this. This is not a one-drop list, and I'm assuming that's because you, you've got an, enough shooting here that you feel like you can handle going second or being forced to go first. And yep. you've got a ton of wounds. 121 is really high for a Stormcast list. Most of our lists these days are sitting around 80 to 90 wounds. This is definitely on the higher end. And model yeah. count too, 48. This is, this is just all yeah. infantry. Look at this.
1: Yeah. And like I said, this is uh, one that you can sort of flex around a little bit. The core is the 15 Adjudicators, 15 Protectors. I was actually thinking earlier today, maybe just take some stuff out and uh run a tour line up with them, uh so to speak, cool. like after a deep strike or something. I'm not sure there. Mm-hmm. Um Yeah. Just to oh, make that bad. yeah, just make unleash hell a little bit more potent if somebody tries to charge at uh that ball, you know.
0: Yeah, crossbow unleash is really good. That's yeah. that's pretty good. Um so you've got blessed weapons here with high priest, so you're gonna be rerolling that that. I'm assuming you want that to go in the protectors. And then you've yep. got Celestial Blades on two different heroes. So I'm assuming you really want two Celestial Blades with one of them and then Mystic Shield with the other. Yep. So yeah, it looks like this is a list built all around those protectors. And you value those protectors so much that you've put ranged units in front of them. Yep. Which
2: is a very ranged interesting thing.
1: Ranged units shredder. as a screen.
2: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you've heard of Pike and Shot. Never shot in Pike. That <laughs> was the biggest shot ever at
1: the front. <laughs> yeah, we're, we're, we're starting things off a little crazy. Now, of course. Um, Cons here is that we're really limited on mobility, and mobility in this sucks. Uh, if I think if you brought this up to a tournament, people would actually hate you if you tried to move everything like one piece at yeah, a time. Yeah, there's very
2: little that can penetrate that like yeah. castle. Um, yeah, they would most, like, most likely just try to play around it because they know that it's like a slow block. Yeah, um,
1: and of course this play uh, this kind of uh, formation would only be viable in a uh, open table so to speak if you're playing like a bit of a city court type thing then you're not doing much
0: mm-hmm. yeah if you're really restricted by <laughs> i could see terrain really messing up your formation you'd have to go more narrow and you might not be able to do
2: that because of uh, deployment limitations yeah um, so so hear me out right um If you're running this shot in Pike Formation, is there like a Stormkeep version of this where instead of Adjudicators, you run something cheaper, like Handgunners, and just surround your Protectors with like this cheap unit that you don't even give a shit if it dies, you know, it's just, it's fine. It's just a good shooting unit, it'll unleash hell for free if something charges it.
1: Yeah, uh, I mean, again, just, it's whatever you want it to be. The key thing here is that weird death ball.
2: Ah, gotcha.
0: Okay. This is good. I, yeah, I, like, I like that. It. I like the 15 protectors. Um, I've also submitted a list with 15 protectors that we can talk about later. I definitely did not put range units in front of them. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> we lost our translocate. We've got to be creative with our protectors now, guys.
0: <laughs> yeah, definitely. All right. So uh, r- run us through how you would deploy this and how you would play this. Let's say like rounds one and two, what would you generally be doing with this?
1: yeah i mean that's something i'm still trying to figure out like concretely like if you want to play a bit more of it you could do it two ways if you played it on the table and just like sort of slowly move up you could go about that way um you could try to use like uh steadfast march uh to help out with movement
0: okay maybe Uh, maybe in that case instead of uh the second encounter you run a wild form battle mage that way you get the bonus to run in charge
1: yeah that's an option too um but I mean, even deep striking, you could potentially do that too. Uh, now, obviously, nine-inch charge isn't going to be reliable, and you have to open up that ring uh, to get the protectors in. Um, or sorry, it'd be a ten-inch charge at that point.
0: <laughs> well, be- yeah, you wouldn't be able to charge through your own judicator, so you'd have to. De- you'd have a yeah. completely different formation if you use science to deploy them.
1: Yeah, yeah, no, that's a, that I understood. Um, you kind of have to like open up the ring a bit, but what I'm getting at is like. Actually, no. You could just deploy the nine inches away, but no.
0: Hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. It, again, this is why I'm talking about this list is a bit of a pain in the ass to actually like figure out how to deploy slash move. Mm-hmm. So.
0: Well, it's it looks pretty ready for t- playtesting. So let's get some games in with it and see where we can take this concept.
1: Yeah, for sure.
0: Now, what what other possible changes? It looks like you're you're considering going GARDIS for a five-up board. If you did that, you'd have to drop from fifteen protectors down to ten.
1: Yeah, and I mean that gives you more flexibility in what you could bring in at the uh, in the list if you wanted to go with Hall of Knights, for example. Um, uh, we mentioned it, or I mentioned it earlier, but if you wanted to uh, reduce the risk of losing all of those indicators in one uh, combat due to like a cohesion loss, you can just swap them out for the three uh, three by five there um you could yeah. drop the li- and like i said a lot of it's just the infantry i just plopped in liberators to spend points really but if you wanted to you could probably drop in like a lord and parrot with uh some extra hammers or anvils like annihilators or something along those lines
0: yeah with the knight's excelsior that would also fill a battle line slot so would you could um swap out liberators for that yeah
1: yeah
0: cool man this is a good concept i'm looking forward to uh playtesting it
1: We'll we'll see
0: how interesting this gets. OK, Mergank, you want to take this one away?
2: Sure. So so I've been trying to build a list around Storm Keeps because I feel like that's a rarity. And even though I know for those of you who saw us on Warhammer Weekly and heard some of our earlier discussion around Storm Keeps, uh, in general, I don't find them that worth it because trying to steal objectives with Really slow-moving units, not having tactical flexibility with signs of the storm generally isn't worth it. But, you know, I wanted to see what I could get up to. Um, and ultimately, like, this sort of also came about with a discussion online with uh, a few people regarding how, who think Storm Keeps is utterly busted. Um, and the, the idea here for this is list is basically to buy time for the Vindictors. Or the Redeemers to get to turn three and turn on their OPSEC, where they count as 15 models each. Uh, Initially, my plan was to stay with something like a block of 10 or 15 Vindictors, you know, get the most out of that defensive buff. But I figured that's not the way to do it because putting too many points in one basket, eggs in one basket means you have one very slow, high point investment unit that can't move around the battlefield that um, efficiently. Whereas having these like 15 model groups spread out and be able to go independently where they want is pretty useful. Everything else in the list is either made to support them. Um, or buy time for them so in this case i have 10 judicators uh the two groups of fulminators, and a Stormstrike strike chariot um, to essentially be better threats to the opponent so the opponent doesn't necessarily focus down my Vindictors and you know not let them get to turn three um the main hero components of this list in the warlord italian are obviously gardis because he just makes the Vindictor so tanky with his uh 12 inch uh, five outward of aura and then lord Relictor, and knight Encantor, translocation because once it's turn three you want to start plopping those Vindictors as close to objectives as possible. And then I had Encanter because it's once again, I chose him for a defensive ability. You can go for Mystic Shield on him or Thundershock uh, for an 18 inch or of three up minus one to win. Um, and the Strong Tar Chariot, initially I wasn't going to put that in. I was just going to go for like another Vindictor, but I feel like it's like I don't want my Vindictors to necessarily be the anvil in this list, whereas in most other lists it would be. Um, I sort of want something else to take the brunt and I feel like the Stormstrike Chariot with its big enough base is something you can just put out front on a 3-up save and it can absorb a few things for a while. Um, I went for Hold Line because everything, practically everything in this list is Battle line except for the Fulminators and Chariot. And uh, I went for the Holy Command Enhancement. Firstly, Call for Aid because I want to be able to quickly replace it in Nictor in case I lose one because that's what this list is built around. And then Thunderbolt and Wally for the uh, Judicators. So yeah, what do you guys think?
0: Well, let's break down the stats first uh you went for really high drops 11 drops uh with a knight in cantor mm-hmm. which means you're okay with getting you know letting an opponent go first because you can dispel their their guarantee their big scary spell you can get rid of that guaranteed um unless it's seraphon of course <laughs> they can just cast yeah. out of your range um yeah sure. you've got a really high model count and a really high wound count um just like our previous list this is very infantry focused very efficient mm-hmm. uh points per wound and um so, so let me ask some questions here. I guess we can talk about it with the, with the next slide, but I just wanted to ask about your unit composition here. Um, so you've got these Fulminators and Chariot, which, which seem like they're going to be moving forward and buying time for the Vindictors to come in to activate the bonus uh, model count on objectives in round three. Mm-hmm. And have you considered running it as four Fulminators instead that, and then running Celestial Blades on them so they can pack more punch on that first turn?
2: Oh, definitely. No, I absolutely have. the The reason is I wanted to be able to spread out threats, so my opponent can't just like focus one unit down with something. the The idea is this is still a castle, right? I'm still going to have my vindicators up front. My um, uh, and if you go to the next slide, I'll explain a bit more about how I intend to play this. Uh, so, guard is in the center, vindicators and Judicators forming a castle, fulminators on the flanks, and chariot possibly they're up front or on the flanks. And the idea is I can move the chariot up, move everything up, and then try to make sure that my opponent is always wary of my Fulminators and doesn't try to, like, focus my Vindictors down. Um, so this list is sort of trying to play the castle game, but in a sort of gotcha way where you really mm-hmm. just want them to be like, okay, I have these multiple threats that'll kill you. Please focus on them until turn three, and then I can just start taking over objectives. And these Vindictors were not extremely tanky because they're on three-up save, five-up guard is, plus I have a call for aid bank somewhere uh, that they'll be able to take objectives from you.
0: Okay. Let me let me ask you about the vindictor choice because um, mm-hmm. you're you're focusing on redeemer. So this could technically be done with liberators and Sequiturs as well. We're not we're not going to bother yes. talking about vanquishers. Um, so yes. why vindictors over those two units? Because you said you don't want them necessarily to be an anvil, and you do have the points here to upgrade a couple of these units to Sequiturs, which would do more damage.
2: Uh, for a couple of reasons. One, I think uh, if I take I could take Sequiturs, but I think I want that 5-up against shooting as well, um, and Sequiturs don't do that. Uh, moreover, if I take Gardas, the Sequitur 5-up ward save in combat is, is sort of wasted. The damage is not why I'm taking the Vindictors. Like I said, like this list is trying to win the attrition game and take over objectives and still use the typical damaging pieces that Stormcasts tend to use. You know, Fulminators, shooters, what what have you. Um, the reason I didn't pick Liberators is because so uh, because of two things. A like I want maximum value out of my Vindictors, and they have two things. A, they have more wounds, which Liberators don't. I mean, Liberators technically kind of do, but on a four-up, I think when they're near objectives at the end of the combat is not something that I would build around, whereas Vindictors just have an attack. And that's especially true when you combo that with only the Faithful, which is on a four-up, Vindictors get to fight. And then when they die, they have one more dice that they explode with. Um, so that's really what I'm trying to maximize that if my Vindictors are going to die, like what's the max value I can get? I understand I could probably get more with Sequiturs, but I couldn't fit, you know, some Hammer units and Sequiturs in. I think Sequiturs are just, mm-hmm. I think a bit too expensive. Maybe one of those Vindictors could be a Sequitur unit, you know, because it's something I could reliably take out of the Garda's Castle and sort of have it be sort of independently have a 5 award save on its own. So I could totally see that. And if you go back, I think I have 1975 points. Yeah, exactly. definitely have the points. Yep, I have, I have the points to upgrade one of those 7-nickers. So you know what? Yeah, you're right. You, you could definitely go for that.
0: Um, yeah, because yeah. the sequiturs would also get Gardas' 5-up uh, ward. If they're fighting in Gardas' aura, they could activate a free plus-1 hit, because you're not going to all-out attack on, on sequiturs, right? Generally, mm-hmm. you're, you're going to use that on Generally. something else. But there could be situations where you want to all-out attack on something else, and then, hey, they get a free plus-1 hit. So because you have the points left over, it might be worth considering. You could also do something like you know, bring one liberator two sequiturs and a vindictor just based on the points here just looking yeah, at yeah, thinking about things you could yeah, do. yeah.
2: no absolutely like i totally get the logic behind that too something like a backfield holder a midfield up mover mover upper and a sequitur unit that can potentially break away from gardens and still retain about half its defense yeah that's not a bad idea i'm also
0: like, thinking here just looking at how the points shake out hypothetically speaking if you were to drop all of these vindictors down to liberators and drop the chariot you could fit in let's say, something very similar to a chariot, something like Tempesters. that would add a bit more shooting power, um, still fast, not as fast as the chariot, but still reasonably fast. Because um, this mm-hmm. list, I think, what it's lacking in the in the castle concept is it's lacking shooting power. Only only 10 Judicators with bows I don't think is going to necessarily force a, a list that wants to sit back and be passive. I don't think it's going to force it to come to you.
2: Hmm. Would you say... Wouldn't it? Because ideally, they would want to lock down your Vindictors before the turn 3 OPSEC. Like, they don't want... Like, the the allure here is not that the shooters are necessarily going to kill you. It's that I'm going to keep shooting you, I will eventually get to you, and if you don't deal with my 4 Redeemer units, and you don't deal with my uh, Fulminators and my Stormstrike Chariot, we will eventually kill you, and we will count as 15 models while doing it.
0: Well, that that's what I'm getting at, is if, if you want that, I think... Um try to find 80 points somewhere and get six Raptors instead of 10 Judicators. I think that would fit this concept better. I don't,
2: I would never, I, I don't know. I think six Raptors in Stormkeep is like a big risk for me because it's just like Scions, I view, view Scions as a really useful way to keep them protected sometimes. And like in this list, like I don't really care about an opponent's like shooting capability because I'm like everything I have, nothing is like that high value with, you know, like I don't have 12 wounds for 480 points. Mm, I see what you're going that. for.
0: Okay, so you're going for something so, that is is has a high redundancy. Let's say nothing is crucial. Yes. Everything is kind of disposable. Yes. Okay, that's an interesting. And then guard
2: so. is to just make everything slightly bit more tanky. You know, because no, I totally get what you're saying. Like I would typically run Raptors with uh, You know, not typical how a strike list, but this list is like I don't want them to focus down one thing. I sort of, and that's why the Vindictors aren't in like a group. Of 10 they're on four groups of five so they don't feel like a threat until they are threats and they're a threat mainly by uh their capability to take objectives so
0: okay yeah i think it, it looks pretty refined um i'm not sure there's huge targets in here for celestial blades but i think it might still be worth running over thundershock on a knight just because the knight has such poor range on the ability and they're so slow um mm-hmm. I, i'm not sold on thundershock in this list master magic makes it more reliable but the the shorter range on the knight encounter makes it Less appealing, let's oh, say. Oh, true.
2: Yeah, it's not 18, is it? It's, yeah, it's uh, only 12, 12 of the night. Oh, another, okay. another, uh, I
0: think... another thing here that I could see being an issue is you're very command point inefficient. You have so many different units that all want to be doing different things, right? You want to all out attack in the shooting phase. You want to unleash. You want to redeploy to get extra movement. You want to do all kinds of things with this list, and uh, mm-hmm. you don't have any way to generate additional commands, like you don't have an allied star seer or a lord imperator who's going to do it for free. And then you're also, mm-hmm. I feel like you're going to be starved for command points. That's my impression for this. And you're going to have so many situations where your Vindictors die and you don't have a command point to use Call for Eight immediately. And that's going to thats going to really sting.
2: Uh, I understand what you're saying. Um, but yeah, like you said, I'm mainly thinking of using command points for uh, the Adjudicator attack and Impossible Unleash Hell. Like, I don't plan on investing any into my Vindictors, like, because if my opponent's charging something that is bound to kill them, I'm not going to base a command point on that. When um, I'd just rather bank it for a holy command later. I feel like Vindictors on a 3-up, 5-plus-plus plus are tanky enough as it is to where I don't have to, like, sink command points into further defense into them. And if anything else, I can just Mystic Shield instead of Celestial Blades because I think, yeah, you're right. I think I would take Celestial Blades now that I consider that shorter range.
0: Yeah, or, or Lightning Blast even, right? Something that can deal additional chip damage and force them to come mm-hmm, to
2: you. And then clear Vindictor for movement. Yeah, no, totally. Totally. Yeah all good
0: points yeah i think this is um i think you're taking think the, worth a shot i think you, i think you've taken this play testing you've taken so, this yeah. concept of of hallowed night storm redeemers right like that's the concept is maximize only the faithful maximize shield of civilization while using Gardis. that's what mm-hmm. the concept of this list is and i think um yeah you're taking it and about as far really as you can go about
2: it that's what's really cute about it, because it's like if I put two vindictors right next to each other and my opponent finishes a charge in a way that engages them both, that's two Shield of Civilization triggers. Which, mm-hmm. you know, yep, which it, it, it's not bad. It's not. I mean, it's not something you should totally build around, but it's something you should consider.
0: It can sometimes just do four to six mortal wounds unexpectedly as you charge them. Yep, exactly. So by that, wouldn't it make more sense to swap out the Chariot for, for more... More of this. yeah,
2: that's no, that's what I had. The idea was the chariot with its big base essentially is like an anvil where I don't want like I said, I want to buy as much time as possible for my Vindictors. And I don't necessarily want them to start taking damage like turn one from an alpha strike. The chariot helps in that sense. Um I could totally see you just replacing it with and getting more vindictors or even seculars, because then that leaves me with about like 190 points, I think. So I can take more vindictors and upgrade start upgrading them to seculars, which sure, fine. That works.
0: Okay, I think any other refinements would have to come as a result of playtesting. You know, you'd have to see: no, Do you hearing. have enough bodies? Yeah. Do you have enough shooting? Do you have enough speed? Um, do you have the right support pieces here and there? It does it doesn't make sense to bring a fifteen block of vindictors and a castellan instead? Right? These are all things mm-hmm. you have to you have to test out. So it's an interesting That's starting great. point for a list for sure. Not not as wacky as fifteen crossbows in front of protectors, but. <laughs>
2: You mean the shot and pipe formation? I am never gonna live that down. Oh, Jesus, that's that's funny. That's, that, looks that looks awesome,
0: scary. though. Those are those yeah. are great looking models, I wanna,
2: Yeah, I want to see it in action. I really do.
0: Those are great looking. What? Sorry.
2: The models. Your your models. Your little shot and pipe formation. That look nice. pretty
1: good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to painting the rest of my protectors.
0: Um, so,
2: commander.
0: Yeah, Morgan, uh, out of let's say out of ten, right? Whatever the most competitive list you think would be a ten, and a one would be like. Open play doesn't matter, no restrictions. Where how, how would you rate this as a, in terms of like competitive viability? How would you rate this list?
2: Um, so at an RTT, this has potential like 3 value. Easy. Like you could you could use, I think you could go three with this if you play it right. Um, at a something like a GT, I think it could go three two easily. three uh, two easily, four one with a little bit of tight play. And if you're really, really lucky, I think five. I think so. There are a few proponents of like how Gardas and Redeemers and Stormkeep. So it's the of Civilization and the four-up fight, the uh, you know fight again on death, and uh, call for aid and the fifteen models. They they seem to think that it's busted. I think. I, I think I don't think that's true. I think there's a lot of things in the game that are just so uninteractive and so utterly damaging that I think they'll be able to deal with this list because this list so much relies around Gardas. Like I, if you go to the possible changes that I have on the next slide, one of the changes that I'm recommending is removing the storm strike chariot for Praetors, because once they take Gardas out, it's like, it's, it's free reign on your liberator. So if they have like 30 sentinels or 60 sentinels, all they have to do is shoot Gardas and you don't have science to protect them. And then you just whittle them down, but over the course of two turns and you start Taking objectives away from them. So,
0: mm-hmm. so you're, you're relying on that durability to, to push through to get you onto the round three, where you can start stealing objectives.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. But yeah, I think this is solid, like four one potential, possibly five one.
0: Okay. Cool. JJ, you have anything to say about this one?
1: Um, it's not something I would know how to play credit, frankly, at this time, anyway.
2: Yeah, I think I think it, it does require, like, some tight piloting. And yeah. sometimes it'll be really, really good. Sometimes, you know, it'll be like angle Strike, where your opponent will be like, oh, well, I can't do anything. Other times it won't be that good. And I think that's fine. I think strong lists are a good thing in the game. I think, especially if they require, like, tight piloting. Like, there's a lot of lists like that. Yeah. I don't necessarily think it's busted good, but I just think it's strong, so.
1: Yeah, no, I, I could I could see this list feeling good to play at the very least. But again, like I wouldn't know how to necessarily play it myself right
0: now. No, nothing in here feels oppressively strong. It feels pretty fair on all spots. Like mm-hmm. You've got strong things going for you, but none of it is uninteractive for your opponent. They have chances to respond for it. So it's definitely... This would be a lot more fun to play against than some of the lists that we've made.
2: Yeah. Um, it's it's a more of a question to see how these all those mechanics that I mentioned in conjunction like is the you know is the thunder like it's it's like is it better than the sum of its parts sort of thing right you
0: know yeah we'll we'll see in playtesting we'll take a look yep. at it yep okay uh the next list here is one that i've submitted it is called the Drakoth Blizzard it's also hold a storm team hold on
1: hold on paul okay what uh, not you mean mj's list
0: no 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 this no, is that's his
2: list <laughs> this <laughs> is, is mine my... t- i made a toned down version of that for the uh thing
0: yeah yeah, he took he took a version of it uh, and and like made it weaker on purpose so that we would have a mid shelf list that we could talk about on Warhammer Weekly. Uh, but this is the original version of that list. Uh, it is I wouldn't call it like super refined or anything, but it's it's very straightforward to play. There's no fancy screening and, and reposting going on here. There's there's drakoths, there's long strikes, and there's heroes, and that's it. That's all you get. This is a very straightforward list to play, but it has tremendous power. Uh, it, it has a anointed on Frost Phoenix to talk to do that typical combo that we talk about with flaming weapon casting on a four, giving himself plus one save and plus one damage, and also everything within nine inches is minus one to wound. Uh, this just you know deploys as like a, as a ball and then moves forward and, and just kind of runs through everything. Between um, you know casting Mystic Shield on the Fulminators along with uh, or potentially Celestial Blades, all that defense. And the Phoenix Aura, you've got a very, very durable hammer that can trade efficiently. It can just murder things on the charge, but then when it takes damage, it it it, it is quite reduced. And you've got your standard Tempesters and Vanguards, uh, Vanguard Raptors with long strikes for for shooting support. So this is um this is a very straightforward list to play, but it's also very powerful at the same time. So if you if you want to go to a tournament and do well and not think too much, this is a good choice here. So in terms of models and wounds, you're at 83 wounds, which is on the lower end. I'd say about 85 to 90 is typical for Stormcast lists. So you're mm -hmm. you're very elite. Uh, You're only at 17 models. And I went with higher drops on this so I could get increased value because the Arcane Tome is is certainly necessary, I think, to make the Frost Phoenix a threat. You can play without it, and you don't need to play Stormkeep in that respect. But I think having the Arcane Tome on the Phoenix makes it something that your opponent can't ignore anymore. Going from... Going from 16 potential damage in combat with the Talons to 24 is a huge bump.
1: So I'm looking at this list and um, it's really like the core of this list is really the same thing as the list that I have later in the video here. But uh, just curious here from my perspective, how does this list go up against an Alpha Strike list?
0: Well, one of the things you could do uh, just based on the unit composition is you could go one drop with this. And, and try to compete with other uh, other Alpha Strikes. I went with the higher drop so that I could take Warlord and Hunters because I feel like Hunters of the Heartland is really, really strong. Fulminers yeah. definitely don't want to get roared. They don't want to get stomped. Uh, you really can't be afford-, you can't afford to take any losses from that stuff. But you could go one drop with this because you've got your um, commander, two commanders, and, and less than five units. So you could put this all in a battle regiment and try to go first as well. How you would play against an enemy Alpha Strike, I think you'd have to put the Frost Phoenix up first and probably have to put the tempestors uh, beside it uh, on both flanks so in that case you would have to probably sacrifice your tempestors that's one of the downsides of playing a very elite list is that you don't have those cheap liberators and aether wings that can just die and be very point efficient yeah. while they do it
1: yeah that's a brutal exchange mm-hmm.
0: but you know if you're worried about that um, you can try deploying further back. This list does, I believe, include a knight and Cantor. Yep. So you can dispel uh, yep. teleports and things like that. You do have your long strikes, who can put in an unleash to help assist, weaken things as they charge in. You've got your anointed on Frostheart Phoenix, who can weaken things. There's there's things you can do to mitigate it. So I felt like you could go for more value. You don't necessarily want to go first with this list because fulminators mm-hmm. and defesters aren't fast enough to get in the enemy face round one usually. You can if they deploy really far up and if you get the really close deployment scenarios, but not reliably. So I felt like more value was better in this case.
2: I have a question. So because it's a Stormkeep and you can never really protect anything with Scions, do you think in strong Stormkeep list in general, is it a bad idea to go for Vanguard Raptors and maybe go for something with more wood count? Because I'm, I feel like this list is elite enough already with 17 models. I feel like any long range, like world wound project, projection can like take those out and you've got very few models as it is.
0: Yeah, I'm not sure about that. Uh, I'm not sure how well this would do. The, really, the main threats would be, I'd say, Seraphon, Caradron, a lot of Ons, and uh, Lumineth. Right, their shooting is really what threatens you in this case. If they're deploying so far forwards that they can get to your long strikes, I think you can get to them with your Tempesters and Fulminators. I think that is probably the case. Maybe Lumineth might be an exception to that. I haven't playtested this one yet. This is all just, you know, based on my experience putting all the pieces together here those mm. would uh those would maybe give you a bit more trouble yeah okay Stormkeep in this case is just so that you can give an arcane tome to the phoenix that's the only reason i went stormkeep on here it could be yeah. the case that that trade-off is not worth losing scions to protect your raptors and drop in units um, yeah
2: yeah i just i just feel like every time i build stormkeep list i just keep thinking more about um you want more i money? mean even if you're not you know making full use of the shield of civilization and the vindictor ability stuff like just having more wounds and more models because of the fact that I can't really protect any of them with uh, silence yeah right. if,
0: you're, if you're very concerned I think with playtesting you could find that maybe dropping one of the tempestors and bringing two squads of liberators because there are uh 35 points banked so you could bring two squads mm-hmm. of liberators in here if you need more if you need more screening um but yeah mm-hmm. let's let's work through how uh how this plays so like I said the frost heart phoenix is is uh really really tough it is incredibly durable it Has a four up save it almost always has a plus one save and it has a four-up award on twelve wounds, and it's a hero monster, very durable. In Stormkeep's, uh, unfortunately, you have to be within range of Redeemer to get the bonus to Bravery, so this will be Bravery nine. Still very reliably using heroic recovery. Your dracoths are fighting around the Phoenix. That makes them really hard to kill, which is something, uh, you know, dracoths are three-up save and six wounds a piece, but they, I still feel like they die pretty quickly, right? People put a lot of damage into them, and they're not, they're not as tanky as a three-up save monster would be. So any any um, extra. Sorry,
1: uh, I was going to say one bad charge into a uh, stolen horn metal cruncher, and there goes one fulminator.
0: Yeah, they're they're tough they're, as far as other units in the game are concerned, but they're expensive, so you don't get a lot of them, and yeah. uh, they're not that tough. So you you do have to protect them. So some good things this list has going for it. It does have the long strike double tap, you know, because you can be very efficient with how you. I think there's certain units that work really well together. Uh, Drakots and Longstrikes seem to have really good synergy. One can be more forward and defensive, and the other can sit back and support. Um, and they work well together because there's no real opportunity cost in terms of holy commands because you can just take Thunderbolt volley. And unlike taking, um, if you're taking Paladins as your hammer, you have you have to consider Unleash Thy Hatred as a as a boost. But if you take Drakots, you don't have to care about that. So you can just you can just take uh, double tap. Fulminators do disgusting damage. Um, I did not take Translocation in this list, I actually took Blessed Weapons with Celestial Blades because I want those four Fulminators to kill a Gargan every time they charge. No questions asked, they will kill it. And Tempesters come in as excellent supporting units, they've got good shooting, they've got good melee, they can charge on flanks and control things on their own, they don't necessarily be, need to be fighting with the Fulminators, but they can add that extra little bit of damage on a very mobile body um, to assist with getting kills. And another thing that boosts the durability of Dracoths, because it, it's Hammers of Sigmar, everything has a 6 up ward. So, in addition to having minus 1 to be wounded in melee, you will also have a 6 up ward on the Dracoths. And these little bits here and there add up to make them a lot more durable. Yep. So, downsides uh, very low unit count on this list. And you want to play it uh, together, not necessarily as a castle, but like as a Death Star formation moving forwards. You, you want to keep your units together. So, you don't have a lot of stuff that can break off and do its own thing. That's kind of where the Tempesters are coming in. And uh, there's no Redeemer units, so you get no value from Shield of Civilization. You have nothing that can, you know, dispose, nothing's disposable here. Every loss really hurts. So that's a downside. Um, You can't really do anything to protect the long strikes. After they use their volley, they're left completely exposed because everything else is moving forward faster than they can keep up. And like you mentioned, we there's no sounds in the storm. So they are left Mm -hmm. vulnerable to other shooting. So I think like i said i haven't playtested this one i would have to see how it does in those particular matchups i
2: feel like the other matchups are very very good though
0: i think you can roll into a lot of armies with this and do exceptionally
2: yeah well. this, is, this is solid 3-2 yeah it's just like the some of those range projection armies like scare me because they'll just like take the like, because you're not you're not going for a drop priority uh you have like uh at least i think seven or eight drops so it is likely that you might get out dropped and sniped by have your vanguard Raptor sniped by something
0: it could, yeah. That's that's certainly a concern. Uh, the, the mirror matchup is a lot harder. Um, the Stormcast mirror matchup is just really awkward. Uh, in general, it's really awkward, and not having Scions makes it really, really difficult to play. Mm-hmm. So it could be the case that you end up going Scions with this, you drop the Arcane Tome, and you go for a battle regiment instead. I want to keep this concept as long as I can, because I am trying to make Stormkeep work, and uh, I do like the Arcane Tome on the, on the Phoenix.
2: Sounds good.
0: All right, uh, Murgay, take us away on this one.
2: Uh, so, this is a list that was already kind of featured on um, and, uh, um, Warhammer Weekly, but I think this is the version that we've arrived at, and there's very little change. It's basically the same list. Um, it's the Imperitent with three groups and Eilators, The idea is to drop one each turn. Uh, Liberators for your basic screen, Aether Wings to give you a uh, plus one to hit during your Thunderbolt Volley uh, phase. Um, three Prosecutors to either absorb unleash they show, or if you don't need to do that in any particular list, uh, any against any particular opponent, then they just act as another screen with their uh, wider dispersed formation coherency rule. Vanguard um, Raptors to basically shoot anything that threatens you and keep shooting, hopefully every turn. And the Translocation Relic turn, Encanter with Lightning Blast and Master of Magic. Um, in this case, the yeah, I've gone for the Arcane Tome Thundershock. Um, so this is a pretty straightforward. Um, and the other thing we've gone for is the prismatic palisade. And uh, this is basically is a spicy bit of tech against luminous foxes to uh, deny them line of sight, even with their extensive movement towards a raptor. So we can thunderbolt volley something, then put a palisade in front of them. Or it can even deny alpha strikes, uh, from because models cannot end on top of it. They can only move one in within an inch of it or move through it, but they can't end on top of it. Um, yeah, so the execution of this list is fairly simple. My only concern is it's pretty much on a low wound and low model count. Um, there's a lot of failure points in this list, mainly that you could fail a seven-inch rollable charge with annihilators. Um, this is high drop, so you will be giving up priority. So there is a chance that you'll have to juggle what to put, because three annihilators have to go in the sky, which means you need to have three on the ground and there's other things that might need to go in reserves. and. Juggling what to put, what not to put will sometimes be an issue, especially if, you know, if you're facing a shooting alpha strike list like Luminate, they tend to go one or two drop. Um, so the possible change that I would recommend for this is to go hyper-aggressive and take a battle regiment, forego the arcane tome on the uh, Lord Relictor. Um, and then two hundreds of the hard lanes with two Annihilator Grand Hammers. Because my idea is you don't really need to put all three. I feel like you could shoot most things that have any monsters rampages and then combo them with like one or two... Uh, two annihilator groups you don't need all three so have like a three drop list um the other thing i was thinking about was because i already fulfilled battle line conditions with three annihilators, switching out the liberators for more prosecutors um essentially just having two points of shell absorbers or like a dispersed formation wide screen so think of them as like slightly mobile liberators so yeah thoughts one thing i've been
0: thinking about like you said we, we've showed this off on Warhammer Weekly uh, last week. And one thing I've been thinking since then, the seven inch re charge with the Grand Hammers is not reliable enough for GTs for, for my mm-hmm. fit, my yep. flavor. Uh, I prefer more consistency than that. So I've been thinking, you know, how do you make that more consistent? And one thing we could do is bring the chronomantic cogs. And we could cast those forward after translocating uh, a knight encantor with Master of Magic forward. So I'm not sure where Ooh, we, we could squeeze where I'm not sure where we could squeeze the points. Maybe we can um Find a little maybe bit you of wiggle can drop room. The maybe. I like maybe. having both because sometimes you need to be very defensive and sometimes you need to be very offensive. And I think having the options is. Uh, you can't mm. actually have both because you only have one wizard in this list. No, you have two. The relic is the you a have two. Yeah, for, yeah, yeah so, that's what I mean. So. so maybe what we do is we drop the Aether Wings, um, sacrifice a little bit of hit bonus on and, and, and Thunderbolt Volley in particular, in exchange for having Chronomantic Cogs maybe that is I think a that potential could, route
2: yeah cause is that is that a plus one to charge if it's holy with an 18 or something
0: yeah if you're near the cogs you get plus one to charge so that would make it a six inch renewable charge instead of a seven which is far more reliable
2: definitely yeah i had not considered that but yeah i think i think i like that idea i think yeah i think i, I would want to play test i want to have, but that's something i could definitely see myself adding yeah
0: mm-hmm. yeah another thing we could do here if um you know, if we find that the Grand Hammers just aren't doing enough damage to the turn they land because, let's say, we go one drop and they're getting stomped right, or, or roared and then they lose that. Mm-hmm. What you could do is you could run one squad of three and one squad of six instead of running three by three. I like the three mm-hmm. by three for a lot of matchups, but I think against, let's say, Archaon, Gargants, things that really need to die in one turn before they hit you back, I think a squad of six might be very useful for that.
2: Yeah, I think definitely one of the weak points of this list is the fact that you're always on a clock. You need to start dropping these things because you only have till turn three to do it. Um, Or like you have three turns to do it. Um, Having two, a block of six and a block of three gives you that tactical flexibility to where if you don't want to drop anything turn one, you don't have to. You can just leave it, you know? You don't have to drop everything seven inches away. Uh, Sorry, you can drop a a unit of six and a unit of three for turns two and three seven inches away. You don't have to like wait and then drop one annihilator at nine inches away just because you didn't want to do one turn one, something like that,
0: so. Yeah, I, I like the idea of also swapping out the uh, Liberators for more Prosecutors, because okay. they're basically the same in terms of screening, they just die all the same, but they give you that added uh, utility. We'd have to make sure we keep enough units on the table, because you might have a situation where you want too many units in Scions, so yes, that, that and I think that's, that's,
2: that, that's what I mentioned, that you're always, like, juggling what to put and what not to put in Scions is pretty difficult. And I think, like, that's why, like, I kind of don't like that. or not, I, I don't like it. I mean, I sort of am skeptical about that, uh removing aether wings for uh, cogs, because that's one less unit you can put on the ground. So opening up a Scion slot for you, you know?
0: Yeah, and I don't think it would be worthwhile to swap out Grand Hammers
2: for Shield Annihilators. That kind of violates the whole purpose of this list. hmm But like you said, if you combine the Grand Hammers into a 6 and 3, then that reduces a slot for Scions. Yeah. So, hey, maybe there's a bit of play there.
0: Yeah, because you would you would have with the cogs, let's say one of them would do a seven a 6-inch charge, and then one of them would do an 8-inch charge. So you could drop, you know, technically you could drop all three if you have cogs. 8-inch rerollable charge isn't the hardest thing in the world. Mm-hmm. I can so see that. yeah so we definitely need to play test this one a lot i don't think this is ready for gts yet i think it's um it's a great concept though i love this idea like it, it feels it feels like you're in a little sniper tower right with these long strikes mm-hmm. and, and your screens in front of them and as they're running towards you you're just dropping these nukes on them constantly like air support coming in you know smashing yeah, it's things like
2: odst it's like it, yeah it's you're such a, a sniper and then you have halo odst drop yeah
0: (laughs) it's very cinematic like this feels like the most stormcast list we've ever made this feels like damn this is going to tell a good story win or lose
2: yep yeah i like this list i kind of want to try the new units too so moving on Saint Karazai.
0: Yeah, this is uh, on, baby. Don't this is <laughs> this is another one that was featured on Warhammer Weekly. Uh, we uh, there's not that many more. We only featured four on that out of our nine here. Um, uh, this is a uh, this is a Karazai list. If you want to play Karazai, I think this is going to be the most fun way to do it. Uh, the core of the army is Karazai the Scarred. He hits really hard, but he has problem. And he's very fast too, but he has problems with survival because he's only 18 wounds for 600 points. He does have a three up save so he save stacks really well but he doesn't have a ward and praetors are really slow they usually can't keep up with him so how do, do you, you compl- this? yes exactly you just give him a pet gardus instead of giving him pet praetors gardus doesn't have to be deployed on the table with him he can come in in scions um what else do we give him here we got a lord castellan so he's going to give a mystic shield and plus one to save with his lantern we've got a battle mage here to give him minus one to be hit We've got a Lord Relictor here to give him blessed weapons so that he has exploding sixes. And we've got a Knight and Cantor here to protect him from spells and give him plus one to wound. And alongside that, because Karazai is the general, uh, in which case he doesn't get a command trait because he's unique, but I don't really care about that because all of our command traits are just, just terrible. So... I would rather take Karazai as a general and that way I get Storm Drake Guard as my battle line. So they can fly up and support him and they do a fair amount of damage as well while being also very tanky and protecting him from getting fully surrounded in melee.
2: I love that idea. Giving up the command trait. It may seem like a big deal, but honestly, like, given how garbage our command traits are, yeah. Yeah, You're not, like, you're not overly relying on translocation or any, like, key spell or anything like that. I think everything in here is fairly reliable. Social Blades goes off on a 5. Relicator's lesser Weapons goes off on a 2. I'm fine with taking some chances to really get Storm Great Guard on the field supporting my Karazai, yeah.
0: Yep, and it's it even squeezed in a unit of Liberators here that you can use Call for Aid on. There's nothing really you want to be spending command points with this list. There's no all-out attack shooting, because nothing in this list has hit rolls of shooting. Like, you have breath attacks, but they don't roll to hit, so you don't all-out attack them. And in command, in the combat phase, you can all-out attack one unit and all-out defense one unit. And that's it. So, you will have command points left over, so whenever those Liberators die, you can just bring them back and do Call for Aid with them. So you can deep strike them in with Gardas, that way um, he, he keeps lookout, sir, because your opponent will try to kill Gardas as soon as you drop him into play. But that's uh, that's the list, yeah. You deploy Karazai with the Drakes, support heroes behind them, uh, put Gardas and Liberators in reserve, drop them in wherever you're fighting, And you just win because of Karazai's stats. Hopefully. Hopefully that's enough to win. Uh, But let's break it down. He's going to have plus 2 to save, plus 1 from from Mystic Shield, plus 1 from Lantern. He's going to have a 5-up ward because he's Hallowed Knights with Gardas. And he's going to be minus 1 to be hit. And then on top of that, he can use their Finest Hour and all out defense. So he could potentially be plus 4 to save on a 3-up. That just negates all rend in the game. That's amazing. Uh, Enemies just all the time, no rolling or anything. Enemies in melee have minus 1 attack on their profile. So if they have, you know, three different attacks, all of them are minus one, which is great. Um, Really, really huge force uh, reductor, reducer. Karazai in melee is tremendous too, especially if you ever fight anything that's not Gargants and there's a unit of five or 10 or, oh God loves you, 30 models. uh, That tail is insane because the, the tail specifically says you get a number of attacks with the tail equal to the number of enemy models in range doesn't specify that it has to be attacking that unit. So if you fight a, a big hero next to 30 models, you're going to take all 30 of those attacks from the skeletons or whatever and put it into that big model. And it's just the funniest thing in the world to, to picture. So pros, Karazai is, the, is really the pros. He's fast, he's flying, he does a lot of damage. He can. If you can force your enemy to attack him, he's incredibly durable. Um, he heals himself as he kills screens, which is normally a big problem for these kinds of lists. Is you, you get screened out and nothing happens, but that mm-hmm. actually helps. right? If you if you get screened and you uh, pile your way in and you can kill a hero, you get bonus attacks for the rest of the game. It's great. He's a very strong model, but he's 600 points, so the rest of your list is pretty yeah. trim. You have a very low body count. Uh, you don't really have the capacity to play objectives with this list because you only have a bunch of heroes and Karazai and his, and his bodyguards. Um, there's no shooting, so you're going to have to kill the screens through melee, probably, and you will never kill Lumineth Foxes with this list. So this is not a GT winning list. It cannot handle everything in the meta. And it has a lot of drops and low body count, so enemy alpha strikes are going to do quite a number on you. If you get hit before you can put all of your buffs up, you're going to struggle.
2: Uh, Definitely. I think that's mainly the thing. You don't have any screens or anything. This is mainly like Voltron is, it's, 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 it's in a sort of way an Alpha Strike list in that sense, where it wants to be in their face and just tying them up and, yeah. you know, not letting Karazai die.
0: Yeah. Um, one of the things I, I struggle with is figuring out what other enhancement to bring with this list, because I, I have enough heroes to bring multiple uh, bonus enhancements, just because I have that many heroes, I might as well. And... I don't know what else to take because if you take a look i've got an arcane tome and a castellan and that's the extent of what i care about i guess i could take a mirror shield somewhere but i don't nothing really needs it you know it's all just various support buffs agree yeah so it, it's not the most competitive list but it's I, definitely
2: really fun it's, yeah. it's very high on the fun scale it's like i would say like a 9 out of 10, 10 out of 10 months
0: ago. Yeah, I want to play a big yeah. dragon who hits like he has two Galmaraz equipped and then some, and then a tail that hits insanely hard. That's what I want to do. So this is the list I'm going to play. Uh, JJ.
1: So yeah, as I mentioned earlier with the uh, Blizzard, this is my list, and the core of it's the same. You got four... All right. Eight tricolthing guard total, four fulminators and one squad, and then two squads of tempesters and hunters of the heartland. Um, and yeah, three squads of liberators as screens, mm-hmm. vanguard raptors for supporting fire, and uh, one lord relictor to do everything for you.
0: <laughs> yeah, you, you've optimized the hero choices here.
1: Yep. Uh, so arcane tome on him to give him celestial blades to buff up uh, um, anybody that's going for an attack uh translocation in case you need to move some pieces uh around the table a little bit um the initial deployment on this one is really uh just going to be a uh castle formation you set up your liberators up front uh depending on what uh and then just react as appropriately to your opponent as possible um what i like to do with it is just set up your uh vanguard raptors uh just behind your liberators nine inches away just so that way whoever's, uh, if your opponent takes the initial charge there on or the or screen of Liberators, then you could uh, unleash all onto them and have A for Wings uh, to give them plus one as needed.
0: Sweet. Uh, let, let me ask you a question here about these battalions, if you don't mind. Yeah. You've, you've, specific, you've specifically chosen not to take battalions. Um, there are a few you could easily slot these units into. I think there's like Vanguard is one of them. It just uses a a sub commander and a troop and that would give you a free all-out attack once per game which seems pretty useful uh but another one that you could take is the oh gosh it's the stormcast one um uh, mergank what am i missing here the one drop stormcast battalion what's that called
2: uh redemption brotherhood
0: yeah the redemption Brotherhood. you could take that and drastically reduce the number of drops here from 10 i think down to like four or five is that something yeah. you'd want to consider
1: Yeah, that's something you can try to go for if you're trying to reduce drop camp for sure. Uh, When I initially played this list um, against um, uh, Ogres, uh, I was trying to play defensively and just react. I was hoping to go for a second turn and ideally get a Stonehorn tied up in the screen of Liberators, but I ended up going first, so what I ended up doing as a result was just double tapping and setting out a squad of Tempestors to annihilate one of uh, the Stonehorns on the table. Uh, but yeah, no, I, honestly, in terms of battalion choice, like, it's kind of a statement on where the battalions are at right now, right? We're usually optimizing going for a one-drop. We're getting that extra inf- uh, information with Warlord, right? Mm-hmm. And I th- Hunter- yeah, I think I, I was going to say
2: that. I was going to say exactly what you were going to say, but go ahead, finish your sentence.
1: Yeah, and then obviously Hunters of the Heartland is probably the one of the most valuable ones, especially for our uh, hammer units, right? Mm-hmm.
2: So pe- Paul, the reason I actually support this thing and not the Redemption Brotherhood, because it's like when you're already like a five drop list, the two drop and one drop and three drop lists are already going to out drop you and, uh, you know, get turned priority. So after a certain point, it's sort of diminishing returns to try and reduce your drops. You might as well just try to go for more information and see deploy accordingly.
0: Oh yeah, that's why I was suggesting the Vanguard Brotherhood because it would give you a, a free command point. But that's something you got to keep oh, sure, in mind. Oh sure, sure, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, you could, yeah, you could organize this better to, yeah, get some free effects. Yeah, yeah. absolutely.
0: It's, yeah. it's just. Yeah, I don't think it's. Those battalions yeah, it it so are so weak, man. Like I feel like mm-hmm. they could have done a lot more with those battalions to make them more useful. Uh, aside from Warlord and Battle Regiment, they're all really boring and use awkward unit combinations. Maybe it's just because we play Stormcast when we're seeing that, but. Yeah, I don't care about a free all-out attack once per game. That's that's almost nothing.
1: Yeah, we get that with Toralon.
0: Yeah, which we haven't seen a Toralon yet in these lists, which is funny. So what are yeah, what I'm are sure. um, pros cons, and what, what would you do differently with this list if you wanted to make some changes, JJ? Um,
1: pros is uh, pros are is that it can be a defensive list if um, or. It, It can take uh, an initial charge if you've deployed properly um and then it could really riposte well like having those uh the Thing guard it's uh like you mentioned in the Everlust. they are very potent and they'll take out a stonehorn no problem if you're playing against ogres for example uh you get okay mobility with the drakoffs you have lots of options for range suppression between raptors and then mobile uh you're basically mobile adjudicators and the tempesters. Um, and you could play it as a widescreen to block out uh, your opponent from deep striking or sending reserves in. Uh, cons here, you're really setting yourself out for shooting. Uh, and, of course, you're spreading it, your relictor out really thin. Like, he can't be everywhere at once, so you want to localize things or keep things on your side of the board type thing.
0: Now he he does have the mirror shield so he's really hard to take down, um, but only having one hero leaves a lot to be desired. Um, there's a few flaws with the stormcast army in that we need a couple heroes, but none of them are really that good. So that's why everybody yeah. ends up using like Relictor and Cantor and sometimes Imperitant. like that's the core. Um, yeah. So you need you need them nearby to activate holy commands, and you need them um, especially because there's a battle plan that only leaders can score on, right? So that yeah. one is really rough for this list. I don't know how you, you've only got one hero. I think that would just, that's just like...
1: You're what, not winning that one at all. Yeah, just
0: try to get the highest score you can and, and good sportsmanship, right?
1: Yeah. Uh, and of course, because it's a slow start list, if you're not careful in picking out your tactics or trying to control things properly, uh, you could fall behind early and.
2: Potentially mm-hmm. I mean, there's like, that one mission where it's literally about heroes, and I think that's like an auto loss, right?
1: Yeah, so. Yeah. Apex Predators, right? Yeah, I think, I think so.
0: I, I really do like the concept of just taking a bunch of dudes instead of our heroes, because it, it's kind of a statement on how uh, generally weak and, and not as impactful Stormcast heroes are. We do need a couple of them, but, you know, in second edition, I'd find myself running six. I'd love it, you know? Mm-hmm. Azure and now then, I feel like the
2: utility has been reduced further, yeah, especially yeah. because yeah. of the loss of that. Yep. Their, their also, they raised up. the points on a lot of mm-hmm. them. Like, I don't know what they did to the relictor to make it 145 from 100, but hey, I don't
1: know. Although I gotta say your uh, sequence on these lists is pretty funny following up uh, St. Karazai, which is all
0: heroes, no units. Yeah, I did that on purpose. Thank you for noticing. <laughs> 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 I put two Stormcase lists together. Anyway. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah, this is... Um, this is it's it looks fun. I love Dracones. It's definitely a testament to how strong they are that uh, you can run a list with almost no heroes and still be pretty successful. Mm-hmm. If we could ta- if we could win by tabling, yeah, that would be that would be the list, just Dracones. Yep, <laughs> totally. Now there was uh, that one list. Who was that? Ben Johnson, I think, went five zero using a list that was just Dracones and a Lord Celestin on Drakoth. So there's yep. hope if you know that you're not going to be playing Apex Predators. Maybe just cut back on the heroes. That could be a viable option moving forward.
2: It's not a bad idea. Yeah, Yeah.
0: because would you rather have Celestial Blades to buff four Fulminators, or would you rather have two more Fulminators?
2: That's true. I, I, yeah, I mean, I could make an argument for a list that doesn't go beyond a single Lord Relic, Dragonite, and Canter, and just everyone else's dudes. Yeah. Like, no other heroes. Yeah, like, literally right. just two. 265 points on whatever, 270 points on heroes, and everything else is a dude.
0: So. Yeah, now I noticed um, one last thing I want to say here, JJ, is you have uh, all your Liberators fulfill your battle line in this list. So is there a particular reason you went Hammers of Sigmar?
1: Uh, well, initially it was just to get the um, get the battle line slots for the Dracoffs, but I mean, at that rate, you're right. I did just slot the Liberators in as a screen maybe you just want, maybe what you want to do is go Hall Knights in this case and then get that five up board.
0: Yeah. You'd have to find some room for guardians here. Maybe swap out some Tempestors. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another thing you could do is go Celestial Vindicators so you can get the blessed weapons on the Fulminators every time they charge.
2: Yeah, that's right. Or Tempestors. They have melee. Yeah. Also
0: good. Yeah. And that effect does last until your next hero phase. So if you mm-hmm. charge with Fulminators, uh, when they get struck back, you can, you can use it as well. The next list here, I called uh, Castle Glave Skull. I went with a little bit of a different direction than I do with my normal castle lists, in that I went with 15 protectors in a one-drop army. So this uh, is, a, is very similar to the Hallow Strike list that I've talked about, but it takes some interesting diversions here. So instead of taking uh, Gardas and getting the five-up board, you just get a lot more protectors. That's that's the core of it. <laughs> it's, not, it's short and sweet. Uh, but because you're taking less units. You can also uh, fit it all in a one-drop list. That's, a, that's a potentially a big advantage depending on what you're playing against. So you've got your Relictor with Translocation and High Priest. You have a Lord Arcanum on Montoralon with Thundershock. You have a Lord Castellant uh, with plus one save and, and with an Arcane Tome to do Celestial Blades. Because you're playing a one-drop list, you don't necessarily care about having the Dispel Scroll because you can choose who goes first or second in a lot mm-hmm. of matchups. And uh, having it a dispel scroll is really useful if you if you can't control that. So you want to be protected against something really devastating coming your way. So if you if you are going one drop, you can afford to drop the encantor for something else. Uh, so then on top of that, you've got 15 protectors, two screens of liberators, and a squad of six raptors with thunderbolt volley. So this deploys, this deploys very similar to your typical castle. you got your liberators up front, protectors are behind them. You want your liberators to absorb a charge from your opponent, you want to unleash on top of them, and then you want to repost with your protectors. Uh, long strikes need to be in the back, but you definitely want to be within range of a unit that you can double tap on first turn. And unfortunately, unlike a lot of castle lists that use paladins, um, you can't rely on 9-inch charges, so you have to play this kind of defensive castle style. You could, you know, in an emergency Hail Mary situation, you could do a translocate into a re-rollable 9-inch charge. I wouldn't use that as your first step. Uh, the first step with this list is shoot your opponent down, force them to come to you, and play the long game. Play five rounds, play on objectives. So, advantages with this list is that you've got 15 protectors. That's 45 wounds with 2-up save all the time. And that is further buffed up with all-out defense, with a Castellan, and with Mystic Shield this is an incredibly durable unit that like, nothing else in stormcast comes close to this level of durability it's insane
2: yeah, pretty much only mortal wounds are going through that
0: right so that, that's always the argument is do you take gardus for the five aboard or do you just take more protectors they're about equal 15 protectors is 45 wounds if you have 10 protectors uh with a gardus that's effectively 45 wounds
2: i'd rather have five mm-hmm.
0: more protectors it's more attacks it's yeah, more bodies that's,
2: that, yeah because you're getting potential wounds but you're also getting potential damage in this list as opposed to,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. So originally in this I had a I had Andrasta I think instead of this Toralon that I've got here and it was mm-hmm. just a little too tight on points I had to end up dropping her and I'm actually quite happy I did. The Toralon is really really efficient. He helps shore up some of the weaknesses of this list like uh, command point inefficiency, not having a monster. It gives it a second wizard so that you can you can do more things and mm-hmm. uh, sometimes it also casts thundershock and sometimes that also goes off which makes you even more durable. So the yeah. one drop the one drop deployment um, is here as a meta decision. You can't do this with Halo Strike without making significant changes to the list, by the way. You'd have to potentially drop the Encantor in that. So if you are dropping the Encantor, you start thinking, oh, okay, well, what else can I drop? And that's kind of where I, I, that thought process led me to this list. So it's got a relatively high model and wound count for a Stormcast list. You know, we're, we're not the highest model or wound count army. And uh, it still does have two units of Liberators that can take charges, which is great. I, I really... The more I build these elite lists, like, like I showed you guys with the Drakoth Blizzard earlier, very elite. You have to give up something to hold objectives. Um, the game's not a deathmatch, right? It is a objective control, and it's about scoring points. So I like having these disposable units of Liberators. Now, the downsides here, uh, you don't have any Aether Wings, you know, so you can't get plus one hit in the hero phase, which is unfortunate. So if you're playing against uh, a hero that has minus one to be hit, you're going to be on fours on your double tap, which is rough. You don't have Mm -hmm. a Mirror Shield or an Amulet on the Toralon. Uh, I feel like you do need to have the extra Arcane Tome on the Castellant because you want to be casting all those extra spells. You want Mm -hmm. both plus one to Wound, and you also want Mystic Shield, so not really much you can do about that. Um, No Hunter's Battalion here, so your Protectors can get stomped. They can not get Roared. Your Liberator Screens can get stomped by Maw Crushes and just die, which is really unfortunate. Now, you could go more drops with this list. So you could go Hunter's. And you could go warlord, and then you could fix up some of these problems. You could put your liberators and protectors, all of it, in hunter's battalion, and then you could take the extra uh, artifact and take a mirror shield or an amulet. So that, those are all options. But then, if you're doing that, you might as well go Hallow strike and get the five up ward too. So, you know, little little things here and there.
2: Yeah, um, my main concern is, yeah, I think, I think you have a good list. I think yeah, no hunters might definitely hurt you uh, in the long run.
0: Yeah, it, it, playtesting will determine what's better. I think it's a meta decision in general. The one drop has advantages, and the hunters and warlord have advantages. So it just depends on what you think you're going to be facing. If you're facing other one drop lists, maybe you don't. You just give up on the coin flips. You, you get tired of those, and you just say, "Ah, screw it. I'll let you decide, and I'll take the extra. I'll take the extra value." Which yeah. could which could definitely be the right decision because when you're a very slow, methodical list like this, um, every loss really hurts and You have to play very carefully. You can't be um, making huge gambles and huge mistakes. Protectors are very slow and you're relying on them to do any of your melee damage. So other things you could do is you can reduce your reliance on uh, that 15 Protector block. You could, for example, swap out five Protectors and then use the extra points to bring in some Retributors as a secondary hammer. That That is an option. You could swap the Raptors and the Liberators for 15 Judicators if you just want a ton of bodies. You could probably find room in this list somewhere to bring in Drosta back in and start reviving protectors every turn. I feel like that goes all in on the concept of 15 protectors in a, in a castle, and I don't think you need to go all in, you know, because it has such significant weaknesses that uh, your strong matchups will get better, which you don't necessarily need, and your weak matchups will get harder, which is definitely going to hurt you. So, yeah, this is. Um, I think this list is good. It can go 4-1. I think it, if you get the right matchups, it'll go it'll go 5-0. If you play all melee armies, if all you play against is Iron Jaws, you're going to go 5-0, I think, with this list.
2: Yeah, I agree.
0: And you get to use 15 protectors. Like that's, I love that. <laughs> so many glaives sticking up in the air. It's fantastic.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's something to be said about that one-drop efficiency. I think most lists, if you actually look, uh, analyze the meta, there's a lot of that one-drop stuff going on. So be able to build a list like that is generally not a bad idea, even though I think Stormcasts sort of generally play more reactively and so we're okay with having higher drops. But yeah, I'd definitely be interested to see how this works. And plus the idea of like that fifteen protector porcupine just seems so so good. But <laughs> yeah. It's, give it a the, shot.
0: it's the inversion of JJ's list from earlier where he had the shooting on the outside. I'm gonna have the glaives mm-hmm. on the outside in this case. <laughs> Which isn't a bad thing. It works. Both ways it works. All right, Murgank, run us through Bastion's Elite Bastion.
2: Okay, so um, the basic idea that was behind this was I really wanted to use Bastion. Um, I really wanted to find ways to make him good. And since it's, he is hammer Sigmar, you are locked into that to make the most out of him. And then you get dry cuts So I basically tried to make a bit of a castle with Bastion and... What I realized while doing it was it's not as good as Strike because Strike gives you that defensive boost, whereas in a hammer thing, you typically want to be going um, all offense all the time. Uh, so in that regard, I decided, hey, why, not, why don't I ally in a battle mage and uh, with wild form and just you know have them backlining outside of unbind range and just uh, catapulting things forward. And so the idea with this list is simple. It's your basic castle formation. You shoot things with Vanguard Raptors. Uh, and then you have a bunch of to in the Hunters of the Heartland to essentially act as uh, hammers. And Bastion sort of either supports the Vindictors, or uh, Vindictors can either stay behind or move up with Bastion uh, towards one objective, towards a flank. And if your opponent doesn't want to be, uh, dedicate a whole bunch of resources, he can basically lock that down, allowing you to like focus down the center with all the rest of your army. The other thing this list lets you do is it lets you sort of um, have these... You could say seven inch charge bombs that you could do with in, uh, comboing with wild form and translocation. And especially since Bastion is so slow, if you really want to get into combat somewhere, you know, wild form him, translocate him, and then catapult him somewhere. The fulminators generally have the movement, but there are instances where you would want to do that with them too. So, yeah, simple list just hammers of Sigmar, use Bastion to his fullest. Um, I could definitely see, I think, if you go to my uh, potential changes, uh, if you go to the next slide. Oh. Yeah, so um, Bastion is there for CP efficiency. You know, you can definitely make him tank here with uh, a Mystic Shield or something like that. Um, it, this list is pretty highly, pretty really, really elite. Uh, so it'll struggle. Um, not much in the way of screens other than like those five Vindictors. Um, I could also see like taking in the harness of the Heartland, taking a squad of four fulminators and then two fulminators instead of the two two fulminators and two tempestors. Or you could even see trying out fifteen crossbow adjudicators or skyball adjudicators for uh, a better model or wound count instead of the six Vanguard Raptors. Um, so the, so the wound yeah. count
0: thing is um, it's a bit of a, a tricky situation because like on paper you do get more wounds, uh, but it's about taking those wounds, right? So if your if your adjudicators get hit, they're probably going to die all the same as your raptor. So although on paper you would get more wounds. Against light shooting it's helpful, but against any significant damage, they will still die. And it doesn't seem like you have enough screens to fully block off um, deep strike charges. Or, let's say, some teleport charge shenanigans. Uh, it feels like you're going to have a a side of your castle here that's a little bit weaker. Mm-hmm. So the, the wounds could help against you know D3, D6 portal wounds. Definitely you, you save a lot more models. Um, I'm not sure if crossbows are the way to go with this, because... You just don't have the speed to get to the other side of the table that reliably, even though you do have wild form and translocation. Oh, on that topic, I think I would I think I would go high priest here instead of master of magic because it seems like if you're relying on this wild form translocation charge combo, you want to make it as reliable yeah. as possible. So re-rolling translocation uh, removes one of the big pain points here, which is rolling a two up to translocate. You're already relying That's on... Right. Our... I could,
2: yeah, I could move the Mirror Shield and uh, trade onto the Lord Relictor, the High Priest Mirror Shield yeah. translocation. Because yeah. Uh, I'm wondering, like, why,
0: why are you trying really hard to protect this Knight in Cantor? What's he doing for you, exactly? He's just casting um, Celestial I- Blades, right?
2: Yeah, I guess more. I wanted more reliable casting because it's on a shorter board. I feel like Bastion doesn't necessarily have a problem foot slogging. Like you could run him up. You could even use his free command on him to move him like twelve inches, and then he can keep up with Dracones. And he's not really something that needs to get the fight first. He's pretty tanky. So like having a reliable reroll on Mystic Shield or Celestial Blades on a Fulminator. You know, with Mirror Shield to protect the Night Encanter with a dispel scroll. Um, that's all my initial thought process was, but it, it could it could go either way. I'm just trying to make a list mm-hmm. of essentially catapults, bastion, maybe a few hard hitting units every turn.
0: Yeah, I think just because of what you're describing, high priest makes more sense than master of magic in this case. Uh, now, mm-hmm. if you were if you were to go with four fulminators instead, then maybe celestial blades makes more sense because you could be more efficient buffing them with mystic shield or with celestial blades.
2: hmm Sure. Yeah, I can see that.
0: So it's this is very similar to the Drakoth Blizzard that I have um, except you're using Bastion and Stormkeeps instead of Stormkeeps you're using Bastion and Scions. So it's it's very similar like it's Drakoth's raptors support heroes, right? That core is is really hard to mess up cuz Drakoths are so strong and our support heroes are so uh, it's obvious what they're supposed to do, right? So it's just a matter yeah. of how do you uh, how do you support them? And and I like the Bastion pick here. He is cheaper than the Phoenix in terms of opportunity cost. You don't have to play Storm Keeps. He doesn't need an artifact. Um, you could, looking at this again, you could potentially go, yeah, if you drop one of the heroes, you could go one drop or two drop if you if you keep yeah. this exactly the same, right?
2: Yeah, because I don't really feel like, I mean, I took Thunderbolt Wally and Steadfast March just to be able to get more movement, but I can make a case that if I'm really just going for Translocation Bombs, I don't need Steadfast March. I could possibly go two drop with
0: this so yeah the translocation bomb is an interesting idea uh in particular with dracos because i'm not sure they they need it like if you have steadfast march with wild form i think that's enough mobility on that unit to get them in turn one reliably Mm -hmm. so so run me through uh pros and cons and and possible changes that you'd make
2: so pros you know you have really tanky bastion you have good dracos with high damage high rend to support them so the list is fairly straightforward in that regard you just want to be shooting things you want to be killing things with dracos um, the cons, obviously, is like you have a really low model count. I think you have 17 models in this list. So you're really going to struggle if your models start dropping due to Alpha Strikes or any shooting range projection. Um, it is high drop currently, but like we discussed, we could make it a low drop to not give away turn priority. And not much in the way of screens. You're going to have to be screening with some valuable units. Uh, Bastion helps because he can be up out there with vindictors. He possibly can absorb a charge, you know, if you're expecting that because, you know, you could put him on the two to a two-up uh, for upwards save which makes him really really tanky and plus he can heal if he kills a single model um but it really like it's it'll struggle because you have so many of your points in this like one model and you expect him to do a lot and if you're not doing a lot with him if you don't have things to support him or get him into combat as soon as possible over objectives um i feel like you might lose games if they kill out everything else and ignore bastion mm-hmm. i think that that that's a concern that i have that they might just target everything else in your army and just ignore bastion on one objective entirely
0: so there's uh, this is an interesting time to bring up a discussion we've been having in the Stormkeep Discord about Bastion's ability to redeploy units. And based on the wording, it seems like it's not possible to move units in and out of Scions of the Storm using his ability. Uh, because it mm-hmm. specifies that, because Scions of the Storm specifies that it can be used during deployment. And Bastion doesn't say specifically you can use Scions, he says you can, after the game starts, you can redeploy a unit. Um, since yep. Scions requires the deployment phase, which is before the game begins, it seems like you can't do that, and he also specifies that he has to bring in a unit that he can redeploy a unit that's on the battlefield, and Scion yeah. specifically says it's off the battlefield, so it seems like, um, I'm not sure if this is their intent, but as the rules are written, it seems that Bastion can only move units that are on the table to another part of the table within your deployment zone. Um, so given that, right. do you think that would be a very powerful ability in Storm Keeps? Because we've been talking about how hard it is to protect long strike Raptors in a Storm Keep list. But with Bastion, mm-hmm. do you think it would be possible to have this, oh, you went first um, after I put down my Raptors, and now I've moved them, you know, to the other side of the board out of your shooting range? Because I believe I think you do so, have yeah, an encounter. Yeah, I think you have an encounter yeah, here to protect so. against teleports and things like that. So I think this could work as a as a stormkeep list. Because I'm not seeing what you really want in scions here besides the raptors, and I think Bastion is enough to protect the raptors.
2: No, definitely, and I think I think going off of that, the other thing other version that I want to build eventually is perhaps try, try a stormkeep list because. It's not just about the Raptors. I mean, I could easily just go to Stormkeep and switch out the Raptors for Judicators or something. My main concern is if I take Bastion of Vindictors, and I know positioning is so important in Stormkeep, because if you mess up the positioning with your Vindictors, they're not going to be in position for that uh, Counting as 15 Models thing. So being able to move Vindictors around and sort of like, be like, oh, okay, I'm just going to move my Redeemers here, sort of better position my castle or better get them ready for that OPSEC thing. That's not a bad idea, and Bastion is an excellent support to Vindictors. He keeps up, and like they sort of have to go for him over your Redeemers because otherwise he'll just like wreck them with Ascar and all his abilities that he's got, you know. Mm-hmm. So,
0: so, so maybe so what I we think- do is is pivot this list, and instead of going heavy on the Dracones, because we we're talking about how low it is on wounds and how um, how you don't necessarily need Scions here. What if we? Th- this would be a completely different list, by the way, but it's an interesting uh, thought experiment. What if we went 15 Vindictors, Castellan, Vandis? make a really durable uh, hammer anvil, because 15 Vindictors with plus one attack do a fair amount of damage, and we play Storm Keeps, and we can, if we're worried about them getting sniped turn one, we can redeploy them with Bastion. Um, he, he does redeploy D3 units, which is annoying that it's, it's a random number, but generally you will only want to redeploy one key unit, right? If you're up against a shooting army, you want to redeploy your shooters, um, or or you could redeploy the the uh, Vindictors. So that's a different, entirely different list, kind of on a tangent, but it's... Seeing this makes me think about, you know, could Bastion Stormkeep be the secret to making Stormkeep work? Yeah. Tune in next time when we talk about that list, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I mean,
2: I, I kind of want to make that list, but I, I want to make Bastion work. And i it, it's like one of those models that we talked about how confusing it is, how hard it is to put him into lists. And I really do want to see if I can we can make it work. And that'd be so nice because my God, that model is beautiful. Please.
0: I like I like Bastion swinging on a flank, you know, uh not fighting against the Gargans, not fighting against Archaeon but fighting yeah. against the uh, 10 or, or 20 Chaos Warriors that they brought alongside Archaeon or the, yeah, yeah. the Untamed beast whatever they Yeah, sent brought. to the
2: flank to be like, oh, I'm going to take this objective and you don't have the resources dedicated. I'm like, okay, I'll send one dude there and that one dude will yeah. keep dealing with them the entire time because you can't kill him fast enough and he will heal back to full.
0: Right, and, and he's a great um, distraction card effects and not just in, in the traditional sense of, of people are going to waste resources trying to kill him. They're going to re- waste resources trying to survive against him. Like, if he hits a 20-man a Chaos Warrior unit while you're also contesting Archaon in the center with your Fulminators, he can only all at defense one of them. Which one's it going to be, you know? Is it going to be the, the the Warriors that are going to take a, a lot of damage against Bastion, or is it going to be Archaon who's fighting four Fulminators? I have a feeling it's going to be Archaon, right? So Bastion's going to have free reign. He's this great secondary threat. You put him on a flank, he issues commands anywhere. I think you can definitely make him work. I think the the list just has to support his strengths.
2: Ah, uh, yeah,
0: I can see that. Yeah, definitely got the cogs turning now.
2: Hey, maybe maybe we'll uh, outsource this to our uh, <laughs> to the people in our Discord. Just to <laughs> make the best Bastion list. That'll <laughs> be the challenge.
0: Right Next, Lords of the Storm, yeah. all Bastion list. Let's go. Oh, let's go. Yeah. <laughs> okay, uh, this is the final list that the three of us have submitted. Uh, after this it'll just be community list but I am very excited about this one because it's the only one that isn't like Hallowed knights or or hammers or or uh, Knights <laughs> Excelsior we're very focused on what we want to build obviously right uh, but I my goal with this list here is to make Celestin Prime work so let's look at what Celestin Prime does he is he gets a guaranteed 12 inch charge out of deep strike and when he comes in he hits like a truck if you wait long enough that's the caveat here he is not an alpha strike model if you are aggressive with him turn one all you're getting out of him is the d3 meteor mortal wounds and you're getting two attacks or sorry three attacks um which aren't that great they're rent three, three damage they're strong attacks but only three of them isn't enough to do significant damage once you get up to five or even seven attacks with him that's when you really start feeling the pain with celestine prime so the goal of this list is to build a castle that can survive long enough for Celestin Prime to come in and put the hurt on people. Mm-hmm. So what supports Celestin Prime really well? Well, he's very fast. He wants something that can uh, react to his speed. So when you bring him in, you you pretty much never bring him in turn one. You could, right? If the enemy is castling up, you can bring Celestin Prime in, and you've got this great meteor shower that's going to be raining down, that can't be stopped, it can't be uh, screened, nothing, right? It just does mortal wounds in an area. It's very good. But typically, you're going to keep him in reserve round 1, maybe bring him in round 2. Ideally, bring him in round 3. If you leave mm-hmm. him any more than round 3, he's dead. The rules just kill him. There's nothing stopping that. Um, maybe he should have a special rule that lets him stay longer than a normal model would. I'm not sure. Because that's how he used to work, right? You used to wait until... You used to be able to wait until round right, 4 or 5. Yeah, and yeah. then he'd have like 11, 13 attacks and just murder things, right?
2: So yeah. or so, 11, yeah. But it's like... Like okay, so the one thing I will say, like I like this idea, um, but as Tyler mentioned, um, on when we we're Warhammer Weekly, there's a lot of games where you don't actually have the time to keep him until in the sky till turn three. I feel like right being as early as we are and how fast AOS games are now that the board is even smaller. I feel like the awesome Prime, you'll be dropping in on a turn two a lot often, a lot more often than you think, um. Yeah, totally. Maybe so, here, maybe Indrasta here is better because like she has that anti-monster ability, she can revive Vanguard Raptors, you know, one or two of them get killed or something. Revive liberators. I, I don't know. Maybe she's better here.
0: Maybe. But uh for the sake of humoring me, this is trying to make Celestin Prime work, right? So let's stick with that concept for Oh, this yeah.
2: Oh, oh yeah, the name of the list. yeah. 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 It's
0: Celestin that. Prime <laughs> Celestial Drakes. It's a mouthful to say. Um so so I'm thinking about how do you want to build a very durable castle uh, you could go hollow knights, that's one option, right? But I mm-hmm. thought um, a different way to go would be to take really, really durable, cost-effective, like per wound units. So I ended up with liberators mm-hmm. and storm drake guard as my battle line, which of course, of course. means yeah. you need a knight draconis as your general. And how do you support that? You want the longest possible range shooting. Long strikes fit into that perfectly. Uh, so what you want to be doing with this is setting up in a castle formation, baiting the enemy to come to you, and surviving. Your goal is to survive with this and, and buy time for a Celestian Prime to come into play. That's why you have the one drop, so that you can force the opponent to go first. Generally is actually how I would do this, is to force them to go first and, and then play reactively. Um, if you ever get the 2-3 double with this list, oh baby, it's going to hurt. <laughs> oh, so it's got a Knight Draconis here. It's got a Knight Encanter. The Encanter is going to be casting Celestial Blades. The Draconis is going to be casting, typically, Mystic Shield on that unit of Four Storm Drake Guard. And then you can all out defense them, and then they're a three up with plus two to save. Beautiful, right? Um, It's going to take a lot Mm -hmm. to get them anywhere. (laughs) It's going to take a lot of damage to kill them, especially if uh, you you support them correctly by screening with liberators. So I feel like this has.
2: Yeah. I think the Strandry Guard and Vanguard are such a solid core that, yeah, durable in offensive. Yeah, and the Guard,
0: with four models, the Guard take up a lot of space, and with the two extra Mm -hmm. Liberator squads, you can avoid. The storm drake taking the brunt of enemy like powerful charges. So I feel like this particular formation and these particular units um, fit the prime the best. From what I've done so far, this I think this is the best way to play the Celestial Prime. Hopefully, I can find a better way. You know that would be great. It's always fun to find a, a better thing to do. Um, but yeah, I think I think this <laughs> has got the legs to be the optimal way to play Celestine Prime. Um, so Celestial Prime. Why, why did we go Celestial Vindicators in the first place, right? It's because. Uh, Celestin Prime can guarantee any dice roll. So if he guarantees a dice roll of 6 on his hit roll, uh, if you charged him, you can use Driven by Vengeance, the Celestial Vindicator's ability, to generate another hit. Uh, That ability also works really well in Storm Drake Guard for the first two rounds when you're not using Celestion Prime. And uh, you might even want to use it on on that unit anyway, because Celestin Prime might be using his guaranteed 12-inch charge to get in after his uh, scions. So that's the major combo here. Um, Lentriconis also allows you to double tap uh, Breath in the Hero Phase. And you're also doing Thunderbolt Volley in the hero phase. So that's a lot of damage before any all-out defense is is activated. Very, mm-hmm. very tough um, spike damage. I think with the correct application of damage, you'll be able to survive long enough to get and Prime to his maximum here. And what I really like about the Drakes in particular is that they're, you know, I mentioned this as a castle build, but it, it is very versatile. You can play aggressive if you need to. Right. If you're playing against a Lumineth list, you can just drop the Prime in Round 1 and start dropping Meteors. You can do the Hero Phase move um, with, your, with your Drakes, and then you can teleport up. Oh, sorry, you don't have a Relictor in this list. Um, but yeah, you can you can bring the Drakes up and then keep them in range and do the Double Tap Breath and potentially just kill a Fox with that. There's there's a lot of options in how you can play this list, and I, and I think it's deceptively strong. I think this list is is better than it
2: looks. Yeah, I, I agree. I think uh, it, it's like one of those damage lists where it's like, every time we think of building lists, we typically think of utility first, damage second. Like, oh, I need Lord Relic for utility. Oh, I need Knight canter utility. But there's something to be said about just taking a bunch of damaging dudes that the opponent has to worry about in some way or the other. Especially who are, you know, fast, durable, hit hard, can hit from a long distance away. Um, and then obviously the surprise element of the awesome Celestion Prime, which will make people play very cagey. Like they're not just gonna, you know, they're constantly gonna be thinking about where he could land, what he could do. Is he gonna land this turn? Is he gonna land this turn? And I think playing those mind games with your opponent, the bunch of just really tough, hard-hitting dudes. There's something to be said for that list. I think I think those lists can actually work, even though you know we just tend to sort of uh, err on the side of caution and not do that always.
0: Mm-hmm. Another way you could go, uh, if you don't want to play Social Vindicators, you could go Tempest Lords instead. That makes uh, Celestian Primes charge more reliable. A nine-inch re-rolling the lowest. I believe we did the math, and it's something like a 58%, because you can choose to re-roll both, or you can choose to reroll one with the Tempest Lords, um, or you can reroll both with the Command Point, I should say. So that could be a way to go. I, I think I like the, uh, I think I like this version better because it's just, you know, you don't have, it's just more damage output, right? Like you, you're lacking. Um, 320 points for the first two rounds of the game, usually. So, getting the most damage out of those drakes is really important. Now, pain points here, um, you know, thankfully you're not relying on translocation for anything, which is nice. As as fun as it is to have a two upper rollable translocation, there is still opportunity cost on it. Um, so, you're not relying on that with this list, but you don't have anything to protect any of your units against rampages. You don't have a Hunters of the Heartland battalion. You're not playing Astral Templars. And you don't have a mirror shield or an amulet on the Draconis. I feel like two spells is. better so your draconis could get sniped out you have to be very careful playing him despite him being you know 11 wounds on a three up he can still be taken down from range um -hmm. other other things you could do like i've like i've shown another list you could go uh six raptors and five liberators drop them and pick up 15 judicators more bodies i think the downside there is that you know you have less range and you really want to play far away with this list you don't want to be engaging round one or two you want to build time for your and prime to get more powerful and you could swap from a one drop into the typical warlord hunters setup that we do with a lot of our list i don't know if that's better i like having turn one priority with this list because you do care about that that round two three you want to control how, how you go into that so yeah i'm definitely going to be play testing this one i'm looking forward to it the celestine prime has always been my favorite stormcast model so i i definitely want to just released them. the dragons if they would only release the dragons, yeah. So sometime in the new year, I'll be playtesting this one. I think I like it's it. I, like I think it it's four one, maybe five zero potentially. I'll have to see how how hard the difficult matchups are, um, but the just the mobility that this list has over other Stormcast lists is tremendous. It's you know damage where you want it to yeah. be pretty much all the time.
2: I mean, I think if you can beat Guardians with this, and I definitely think you can. I think you're four one already. Like I think you have a solid four one chance
0: hmm yep i don't know what i'd do against gotrick <laughs> but uh fly around <laughs> yeah just avoid him i guess like deploy far yeah, back you have He's, enough movement yeah. on most things like you just run yeah. around him
1: yeah
0: all right so uh these the next three lists here are the winners of our community contest we had people submit uh, over 30 lists and everybody voted and these are the ones they wanted us to talk about they're not there was no restriction whatsoever and we didn't influence people in voting we just said vote for whatever you want to see us talk about um so it's not necessarily competitive list it's not necessarily fun list it's just whatever so we're gonna we're gonna have fun exploring it so the first one here is bad dragons by joel mcgrath uh shout out to joel he's a tournament player in the Stormkeep. i believe he's from australia correct me if i'm incorrect all right he's from australia so, yeah. <laughs> So Joel here has put together a Tempest Lord's... Uh, l- l- people say Dragon Spam. This is the real Dragon Spam, right? This doesn't use those, those puny little Storm Drake guard that everybody's so terrified of. This uses real manly dragons. You've got your Drake Sworn Templars, your general. He's got every buff in the world. He's got Celestial Instincts to a retreat and charge. He's got a Tempest Axe to stop enemy pile-ins. He's got Celestial Menagerie to give all the dragons minus one to be wounded. And he's got a five-up board. He's got three squads of prosecutors. Everything's flying in Tempest Lords. Everything's re-rolling charge rolls. Great. And then not fitting in any battalions are Karazai and Krondus. Uh, Krondis, of course, with Celestial Blades. He's going to be buffing up Karazai. is going to be wrecking stuff. This is, uh, yeah, you guys ever play against those Flesh Eater Court lists that are just three Flesh Eater Court zombie dragons? This is the Stormcast <laughs> equivalent of that. This is all this is. There's nothing else going <laughs> on. But it's... uh it looks fun. If you don't want to think too much, you just want to move forward and hit stuff, this is it. This is your list.
2: Yeah, it's going to annoy a lot of people. I feel like it's, it's just going to be really, really annoying for a lot of people.
0: If you're playing yeah, a, it seems... a melee-focused army, is going to hate this, because the Drake Sworn Templar yeah. reduces your pylons and also makes everything minus one to be wounded. And this is a lot of um, high bravery heroes, so they're going to get a lot of value out of healing with heroic recovery.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And Kronus
2: yeah,
0: uh, uh, for that Blazing Tempest spell. But, so yeah. spell is excellent, and I wish he wasn't 600 points so I can fit him in more lists. Uh, but his spell is mm-hmm. really, really good. You can either you can give a unit minus one uh, save, so even your javelins start shooting at rend one, which is gross. Like
2: <laughs> javelins are rend one. Are they? I thought they were rend zero now. No, no, no. They basically lost the two attacks. They're all one attack now. Oh, okay. They lost they a double damage. One, so that's damage. right. Okay.
0: So they go up to Rend yeah. 2 effectively. Yep. Awesome. Right? Uh, Karazai starts hitting at Rend 4 with his Jaws. So just no armor save. Sorry, guys. Save stacking? Yeah. Mm-mm, I don't think so. And yeah. grand strategy, of course. Beastmaster. Now, the only problem with a list like this is what do you take as the Holy Command? You know, you can't get any value uh, from, from double tapping. You can't get any value from Paladins getting an extra attack. So the choice is either... Mm-hmm. You want to run in charge, in which case you're giving up your breath, and all of these guys have a good breath attack, or you're giving, uh, or nothing. That's it. That's the option, right? So he took a uh, final Thunderstrike here, which makes sense because everything else is just not applicable. Yep. So if you. I mean, yeah,
2: putting 18 wounds to a five up more wound when you die. Yeah, not bad. No,
0: 19 if it's one of the Thunderstrike models.
2: Oh, yeah, definitely. The, I forgot the two big dragons yeah. are Thunderstrike.
0: Chronicles so I really appreciate this list. I, I don't know uh, how serious Joel was about it, because it looks memey, right? right? Like, it looks a little yeah. like it doesn't look like a serious list, but I could, I could have a lot of serious fun with this.
2: Yeah, i take this to an RTT just to mess with people, you know, see who's prepared. Yeah, well, how many models do you have?
0: 12. <laughs> 12 models. Yep, love it. Great job, Joel. Congratulations. All right, so
1: my turn now. Uh, this brings me back, this list brings me back to when Paul and I used to play D&D. Shout out to Baby Grants. Um, so we've got Yolo Swagons submitted by, uh, uh well, hold on, hold sorry. on. That's
0: not the full name. You gotta say the full Yolo name.
1: Swag, yeah, Yolo Swagons, drop it like it's hot. Thank Yolo. you. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Uh, so we're taking up 2,000 points for, uh, foregoing that, uh, uh triumph we got eight drops 28 model count and 74 wounds so we're a little on the low side here see what's going on uh Slaughter in the warlord battalion we've got lord imperidan equipped with amulet of destiny uh general lord rupture uh typical uh load out here high priest mirror shield translocation uh knight encounter set up with Le- azerite halo we got a resp- uh just roll spell in there obviously Uh, your reinforced Vanguard Raptors with crossbows, 3A for brings to support them, Hunters of the Heartlands with 5 Indictors, 5 Liberators, and a reinforced squad of hammers in there as well. And that fills out our battle line slots, actually. Uh, Grand strategy, hold the line. We got uh, some beefy battle line options there. Uh, Just, yeah. Okay, go. Alright, obviously we got Stormdrake Garden here as well, uh, Quite honestly, I think the concept that we're going for here is just bring everything on the table and throw everything we can at the opponent. What do you guys think?
0: This this is a kitchen sink list, right? <laughs> just toss everything at the <laughs> opponent. Um, I'm not certain about the Amulet of Destiny on Lord Imperitent. I'm not sure how much you need to keep him alive. Uh, giving him a five-up ward doesn't seem necessary. And I'm not yeah. sure about the Azerite Halo on the Night Encantor. I think I would really prefer a celestial blades on there to, to buff up the storm drake guard. Though I guess mm-hmm. if you're just casting Mystic Shield every turn, it really doesn't matter.
1: I think the only justification for Lord Impaired and having the AOD is um, the free command point, right?
0: Yeah, because you could just science him into play and then drop the Grand hammers immediately afterwards. There's no reason necessarily yeah. to
2: have him on the board. He's not really doing much other than dropping one if he had two annihilator units, I would say yeah, maybe you want to make him survive. But even then, like you can just science the Impaired in and not have not have to worry about it it's not something they're going to target over you know dragons and annihilators and vanguard raptors them down i don't think it's going to be a target priority for them um to do that but no i like this list it's like a sort of toned down version of not trying to go all out on the paladins it's sort of trying to put eggs in different baskets with taking dragons well so let's let's be serious here good unit.
0: six annihilators is is pretty all out right like you that's yeah, yeah. so and much overkill for a lot of situations, yeah. but it's just the right amount to kill Gargots, uh very reliably. So I appreciate mm-hmm. that.
2: Well, if you notice, this list is actually very close to a castle formation, as opposed to earlier one, which you know you sort of uh, compared a, uh, to a sniper's nest by and but these orbital drop troopers dropping uh, down every time they come close. This is more of a traditional castle. You only really have like this this one big drop, but everything else is like you can have a decent castle of indictors, liberators, aether wings and Vanguard Raptors, and then mm-hmm. have Drake Guard for like a counterpunch, which is not a bad idea.
0: Yeah, no, this is that's a fine idea. The um, typical problem with a castle is using Paladins, is uh, for example using Protectors, is they're very slow and they're unreliable to teleport around, but if you have an imperitant mm-hmm. with Grand Hammers, they are going to just delete something on the other side of the board at some point during the game, and everything else here mm-hmm. can sit back and wait for that to happen and then move out to support them once they're once they're down. So the Storm Drake Guard can do that. They can do their hero phase move their hero phase move in anticipation of the Grand Hammers dropping in, and they can move mm-hmm. in to be a supporting unit. The long strikes have long range so that they can sit back. I like that it has the Aetherwing Wing Translocation combo for the double tap to get plus one hit in the hero mm-hmm. phase. There's a lot going for this list that I really like. Um, I think I would swap out some of the enhancements. But I, I like a lot of this list. I think I would actually rather run. Two squads of liberators and try to get the triumph i would prefer the triumph i think over having vindictors in this list
2: uh, i agree i think uh, in this case because you know their vindictors are aren't doing much for me i think i'll just take two liberators
0: yeah and another thing i might possibly consider instead of taking the amulet of destiny you know you could take an arcane tome but uh you could just not take an artifact and you could take a. Uh, you could potentially take Unleash Thy Hatred and make those annihilators just the most overkilly thing ever. They are in Hunters, so they can't be roared. So you could do the most damage in the game with them if you take Unleash Thy Hatred. Yeah, yeah, totally. Good list, I like it. It's uh, yeah, I like it. It's well rounded. It's it's focused on the the grand hammers and the long strikes, but I think the the Stormdrake Guard rounded out really well. It adds speed and a second melee hammer. You typically don't have that when you t- when you go heavy on grand hammers and long strikes.
2: And, yeah, it's a durable hammer. That's what I like. It's like 18 wounds on a 3-up save, as opposed to 9 on a 3-up save. You know, I really like that
0: part. Yeah, or you Plus, could call it's a monster
2: it a, for battle tactics.
0: Yes, know. that's exactly oh. what I was going to say. It, it, it is a monster. So that's two free points right there, right away. So this is, uh, this this, Monica. Dis, let's say, despite the name, this is a serious list. Yes, And I think maybe having a name like this uh, makes it more satisfying to win, because your opponent will be like, <laughs> really? I lost a YOLO Swaggin's. Drop it like a hot? <laughs> I like the
2: name. Right, right on. All right, and finally, from our community list, we have Bastion Strike. I really appreciate this, because I've been trying to build this with Bastion, and I really appreciate any input. So thanks to user clockwork, we finally have a great Hammers of Sigmar Signs of the Storm list. Uh, it includes a battle regiment, including Bastion, the big man himself, a Relictor and canter five Indictors, six Raptors, two groups of three-eighth rings, and then a the Hunters of the Heartland Battalion with some tasty Drakkots, because if you're running Hammers of Sigmar, why not Dracots? And I actually quite like this list. Uh, he's basically, I think, trying to make a cast, uh, your traditional castle formation, uh, have Drakkots for a counterpunch and just fast moving units, have Bastion as like a sort of, I, I hate to say Bastion as a screen, but he is durable enough to just stay behind some vindictors and some Aether Wings that are like spread out as a, as a screen and just like counterpunch anything that comes close. Uh, I think he lends a lot of CP efficiency to this list. Uh, he's a good anti-gargon tech. You can basically lock down a flank with him and because you have uh, a decent amount of screens in the form of Aether Wings and vindictors, you don't really feel that elite model count like you did in the list that we discussed earlier, the one that I put up. And I actually really like this list, yeah. I, I like the idea of putting the two fulminators together. Uh, that's one of the possible changes I had discussed in my list. I think a group of uh, fulminators, tempesters advancing up, being supported by raptors, and then having bastion on just a flank with maybe vindictors or uh, nothing really, because he's tanky enough to do it. I think I think this is definitely the variation of the list that I talked about earlier that I would try and run uh, after some play testing.
0: Yeah, I think so, this yeah. is where you would have ended up after a couple games. And be like, oh, I'll make these couple mm-hmm. changes here and there. Uh, it's interesting the double Aetherwing squad because that's you know 130 points and then 10 points left over. So the 140 points could go a long way if you get you another support hero. Um, it, it could do quite a few things for you here, especially if you dropped another 15 from the Vindictors. Uh, there is room to no, actually. Actually, it's, I
2: don't. I think it's bad. I mean, if he's using sixty-five points for Aether Wings, it's, it's not a problem because I, I view it as this: right, you can translocate one unit of Aether Wings right into the enemy's face and stop their movement, but also give you that Thunderbolt volley plus one to hit, and then keep one unit close by to screen things. And if something charges them, plus one to hit during Unleash Help.
0: Oh yeah, it's good. I'm not saying it's bad. I'm saying it's um, there's still there's options, right? Like it's it's um, yeah, yeah. I'm wondering about the three drops here because typically what we do is we go one or we go like eight or nine. And it's interesting to yeah. see somebody go three. So what do you guys think about that?
2: I feel, yeah, I mean, I, I know what you're saying, because when I, I analyze with the medalists over the course of tournaments, most lists are one or two drop. And once you start going past two, you might as well go five or eight or whatever you have, because it, it doesn't matter at that point. Um, if he really wanted to be way aggressive with this, I would actually put the Tempesters in the battle regiment because... I don't think competitors need to be in Hunters of the Heartland because they're going to be a shooting support unit until they need to charge. Well, I'm going to I'm going to hold you up could,
0: here. I'm just going to interrupt here. Yeah. Um, Hunters of the Heartland requires two units.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, oops. Well, I guess then I, I would just go full battle regiment and I don't know, something else. Well, again, like you, can, just like you can't do
0: that because that's too many drops. <laughs> he's, he's one too yeah, many I mean, units yeah, to that's go with. That's what I'm drop. saying.
2: Like I would rather be two than three because I feel like two is where you're, feel comfortable, you're feeling comfortable. But maybe you're right. Maybe if you're going... Um, for more than one drop, it, it, you might as well go eight and really try to utilize uh, Bastion's uh, redeploy ability because it gives you further uh, like further information on how the opponent is deployed. And then b- the ability to sort of just book D3 units um, can be pretty useful. So yeah, higher drop wouldn't be a bad idea either. So yeah, I can see that.
0: Yeah, additional uh, value could be taken. You could get extra cast with an and encantor with an arcane tome, or you could... Um... I don't even know what else you could do. Some of the op- there's not really many options here. Mm-hmm. Extra enhancements you don't really need. Call for aid, I guess. Call for aid could be useful. Extra five models in a very elite list like this could be pretty good.
2: Yeah. So my question is this: like, it, it's a very sort of niche discussion, like between the going warlord versus battle regiment or whatever hydra battalion have you. If you're not trying to exclusively beat the um, one drop lists because, you know, there's no way you can do it because you just way too much stuff you need. Is there an argument to be made for this kind of list which beats all the other lists that are also thinking, well, if I can't make a one drop, I'll make a six drop. Do you know what I'm saying?
0: Yeah, I, I know what you're saying. I don't think there's much of an argument for it, personally. I'd like to hear other people's opinions on it. Where I'm at with it is you either go one drop. If you're going one drop, it's because you have a very specific reason you want to go one drop. You have a list that either wants to go first really badly or wants to force your opponent to go first. And if you're not doing that, there's no downside to just getting more value. Like if you can build a list that doesn't care whether it goes first or second in round one, and you can just play out all five rounds, like a lot of lists mm-hmm. do this. That's what castle formations are meant to do. So yeah. and Stormcast Castle, better than most armies in the game because we have 30-inch shooting. So because of that, yeah. um, if you don't care who goes first or second, and you have the tools to stop your opponent from crippling you on turn one, why not take extra stuff? Why not go Warlord and Hunters? And in fact, more drops is really useful, uh, especially in Stormcast. When you have an Encanter, when you have long straight Crossbows, these are counter-deploy units. So not only does it not matter if you go first or second, there's a benefit to having more drops. Having more units to put down on the table gives you more information about where your opponent is setting up their key units that you want to counter-deploy.
2: Yep, and also I think because this is Scions, I feel pretty good about having more drops. I feel like I would much be much more be sold on Battle Regiment or like that one drop if I was playing Castle and Storm Keeps as opposed to of the Storm.
0: Now, there is still that discussion we had earlier about Bastion with Storm Keeps. Um, What about a Bastion one drop Storm Keep list? I think that would be an interesting thing to explore because you can use Mm -hmm. the redeploy to counter deploy uh, certain units. If you really care about stopping a spell, you can redeploy your Encanter. If you uh, yeah. want to get out of range of shooting, you can counter-deploy your long strikes, whether you deploy first or second. So I think mm-hmm. I think maybe that's worth exploring. So that would be... Uh,
2: maybe you can cut one Vendictor unit, sorry, Aetherwing unit, and then you could put both the Tempestors and Fulminators inside uh, the battle regiment. And that leaves you with 75 points that you could, I don't know, take an endless spell with, maybe?
0: That's an option, yeah. Endless spell could be very useful here.
2: Anyway, that's, that's mm-hmm.
0: another discussion for another time. Clockwork, great list. Um, People in the community really definitely wanted to talk about this one, uh, and I think part of it is is because Bastion just came out and everybody's hyped about him. Great model, everybody mm-hmm. wants to figure out
2: how to use him. So
0: maybe we'll just have a new new Discord channel just called Bastion. Make Bastion great again, yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, he's already great. Let's just figure out what make what keep great. Bastion great. <laughs> yeah, keep Bastion great. Sure, why not?
0: All right, that wraps it up for uh, Lords of the Storm episode two. Uh, let's talk about upcoming videos and events. Um, we're going to be putting up a new poll uh, for our patrons to uh, vote on what video they want to see next. We're going to be having a vote on whether they want to see our, our Battle wish listing that I've been talking about for a little while here, where we take all the concepts uh, that we just want to see Stormcast get, like maybe Vanquishers get damaged too, or uh, maybe the, the Lord Exorcist has the Priest keyword now. Stuff like that. We put it all together in a, in a single format and we talk it through. Another idea that was pitched to us was to uh, make a general how to build lists from core concept of what this unit, what this list wants to do uh, all the way through to fine-tuning it for your local meta, like what you can expect to fight against. And then there's the third option is going to be Stormcast as coalition units in Cities of Sigmar Armies, because there are some really gross-looking combos. And frankly, I want to write all of these videos, and uh, per- I'm not, I'm <laughs> not going to say which one I want to do the most, but I, I want to do all of these and uh, we're leaving it up to our supporters to decide uh, which one we put out first. All three will eventually get put out. So it's not like you're, you're, discarding the other ones. So there you go. Who's wisely. Yep. And JJ, you want to talk about our hobby hangouts? We had a pretty good turnout this week.
1: Yeah. So, um, as usual guys, we have our hobby hangouts, uh, three times a week, uh, Wednesday evenings for the North American crowd. Uh, Saturday mornings for us, for the uh, European crowd, and then Sunday afternoons for the Australian crowd, I want to say. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, times are listed on the slide here. Uh, come hang out. We have a good time. Talk about all sorts of stuff. Uh, last hangout, we were talking about D&D, and it's 40k, and yeah, just what makes those games great and not so great.
0: And Dune, without spoilers. People uh, convinced me to go see the new Dune movie, so I'm pretty... Pretty stoked about it.
1: <laughs> yeah, I really wanted to go see that one myself too, so I'm probably going to go check it out.
2: No, you like it.
0: I'm sure you will. Uh, battle reports, uh, they're still ongoing. We're thinking just because the holidays are coming up with American Thanksgiving and then Christmas and then the New Year's, uh, we're hoping to release our first battle report sometime in January. We have uh, completed enough renovations that we can start scoping things out and we've got all the lighting and stuff set up next up is audio equipment so thank you guys for your and terrain yeah we got to paint some more terrain uh it might be a little uh might be some copy paste terrain in a couple battle reports until we get fully up to speed but uh, we're hoping we can show off more in terms of uh, list building and, and tactical things and deployment that sort of thing and we'll uh increase production value as we go in terms of painted terrain and and painted models and things like that uh, so if you want to help support us in, in that endeavor and our quest for world domination, uh, consider supporting us on either Patreon or Subscribestar. We're using the revenue from this completely uh, to get the equipment that we need for these battle reports, and we are looking for feedback on what you guys want to see as rewards. Uh, so let us know what you want. We're very open and flexible. Um, we appreciate any and all support that we get, and we want to know how we can give back to the community uh, that's supporting us and helping us grow.
2: Yeah and I think this new uh, battle Report venture that's about to happen uh it, and all these videos that we're doing uh, we're so glad to receive all the support and especially the people who support us on Patreon you know Champasaur Sleepa, uh, Marcus Pfefferkorn, Ryan Jones Nick Riley Pavel Roman uh Marcus LT Spartan 12706 uh, Andre Menendez, Redrum Mage Lent Take Colic, Grogs Hot Bear Bulko Waterfrogs and Rending uh thanks you guys like uh this channel continues to grow and do so well and it's because of wonderful people like you who support us and watch us and uh, like our videos so we really appreciate it yeah yeah thank you guys really means a lot
0: and everybody in the discord too you guys are great um you guys always have these creative ideas that just keep me engaged all day long it's been a lot of fun i get like my phone just blows up all day long because of how many messages (laughs) are being sent Uh, i don't want to say every morning i don't want to put it on mute though because it's it's good stuff i want to respond to all these messages so yeah keep it up you guys are great um, and I just I guess I have one final parting question What are frogs frogs <laughs> right, Thanks everybody. I'll uh, see you in the next one. See you next time.